When you are taking care of yourself, you start to look at the world with a different kind of intention. Habits are the underpinning of how we can feel good, and they're the underpinning of a healthy life. Hello, and welcome to the Connect Podcast. This show is all about helping you connect to your soul's calling so you can take action on it. Because the sweetest success is a blend of discovering your purpose with the inner drive to bring it to life. I'm Sheila Botello, health coach, lifestyle entrepreneur, and mom of two, best known for my online wellness programs, mentoring, and self-love passion. Listen in for inspiring interviews, solo chats, and Q&A sessions that will move you past overwhelm towards what lights you up. Stop accepting good enough and go for your version of great in your health, business, and relationships. Let's get started. Welcome to the Habit Integration Masterclass, where we're going to talk about how you can actually start living in a way where your habits don't seem so difficult, but they actually seem like they flow in your life. Because if you are like so many of the women that I've talked to, you know exactly what you want to do and what you need to do to feel your best in many cases. Because you can think back to a time, just imagine right now, a time where you felt amazing. And what was that feeling? And what was your life like at the time? For many of us, it was times where we had more control over our time and you know, we didn't have as many demands on our life. And I'm here to tell you that it doesn't matter what age we are, we can create habits that support beautiful, vibrant health through our life, no matter what our age. And I turn 50 next month. So I'm really thrilled because I feel like it's a new birth. It's a new beginning. And having that joy of life during a time when, let's face it, it, it can feel hard to feel hopeful. When you are taking care of yourself, you start to look at the world in a different way. And you start to look at the world with a different kind of intention, an intention to be filled up and to serve with whatever it is you have to bring to the world. And the best way to do that is when you're feeling vibrant and feeling rested. And so habits are the underpinning of how we can feel good. And they're the underpinning of a healthy life. So what I want to share is three reasons that I've noticed why people tend to have their habits not stick. The first one, and it seems like it's gotten even more pronounced in recent years with social media, is overwhelm due to comparison and perfectionism. We can pick up our phone at any time and see someone or many, many people's beautiful lives and then see the dark spots in our own and forget about the beautiful parts of our own life and the accomplishments we've had and the joys that we've experienced. And so overwhelm due to comparison does lead to the perfectionistic tendency of just saying, oh, well, what's the point in even trying? So we may have an idea to go about starting a new healthy habit. Let's just say, let's keep it really simple. And let's, let's say it's to drink more water. And so you tell yourself, I've been trying to drink more water and it just, I start and then I forget. And then I start to get dehydrated. And then I start reaching for other things that maybe are not as healthy for me. And I start to feel bad. And then I have to start over again and it gets exhausting. And so the overwhelm is that that's just one of many things that we often want to do. 
but it often is tied to us trying to be perfect with it as well, right? Like, okay, if I don't get exactly 10 glasses of water every day for the next week, then I'm a failure and nothing else is ever going to work for me, right? And then it starts to seep into other areas of our life. Like if you have children or if you've witnessed children, or perhaps even when you were in school yourself, you see how one part of our life can seep into another part of your life. Like, oh, I'm not doing great in my science class. So maybe I'm not great at English then. And then maybe I'm not great at meeting people and having friends. Like it just starts to seep. We do the same with our habits and we kind of reverse stack them. So that's one way, overwhelm due to comparison and perfectionism. And first I just want to say, there's no such thing as perfect, right? Perfect is boring. Number one, if we look outside in nature, there, there's not perfection, there's beauty and there's harmony. And it's the same thing for each of us. And so if we, we can embrace that, that really helps. The second thing, why the second reason why your habits don't stick is from fatigue, both mental and emotional. You may, again, by going through that cycle of trying to start something new and feeling like, oh my goodness, it's been years. I've been trying to start and implement these healthy habits, whatever it might be, like working out regularly or going to bed earlier or not scrolling on your phone. Like that is a healthy habit. Having a set time to put your phone away, definitely becoming a healthy habit marker. Well, we get tired from it. We feel like, I don't know if I can keep doing this. And then there is the actual work that we do for a living, the work we do in our homes, the emotional labor that we put in to being uh, a daughter, a sister, a mother, a friend, a coworker, it, it is a lot. And we can discount that sometimes because as women, we've been raised and socialized to be the nurturers and it should just come naturally into what, what, what we need to do but it's exhausting. So when we're tired and especially emotionally tired, it can affect our sleep. Then throw in the beautiful cascade of hormones as we enter midlife and all the fun that comes with that. And it's even more challenging for us. So fatigue. The third reason why your habits don't stick I've seen is unrealistic expectations. Again, you want it so badly that by this time in our life, we're like, okay, this is it. I want it so bad. It's going to work this time. I am going to do this. And so we throw ourselves into it with reckless abandon. And then maybe we have a day where something gets in the way of us fulfilling the habit that we've set. And then we get down on ourselves and it's been a week or it's been a month even. And we realize, wait a second, we have been living our life for X number of years and we've had all of these other habits all that time. Why should we expect that a new habit is going to be formed in such a short time? It's not realistic, right? But we all fall into that very easily because we do see, again, everywhere around us, these quick fixes, these before and afters that took 90 days and it's everything was wonderful and there were rainbows and unicorns, right? We don't know people's backstories when they're sharing their before and afters. We don't know what they've come through. We don't know what assistance they've had. We don't know what privilege they have. Like we all have some element of privilege. So again, we need to disconnect from the unrealistic expectations and tune into something far deeper. And that is our own inner knowing. So first, 
Those are three of many. I'm sure there's many other reasons why habits don't stick, but these are things that I feel like have come up when I've been talking to people. And as people have shared with me over the years, specifically the last few years when life has been thrown a curveball and everyone's been forced to pivot. Now we're as Hilda and I were talking, we're getting back into a new sense of normal. This is the time where we actually can create something new for ourselves because we've come through something so unprecedented. How about this is our time to be gentle on ourselves and to move into a beautiful era of healthy rituals that are soul-led and that support us. So first, with all of those things, I want to say you're not alone. I experience this all the time as well. And second, there is hope for a new way of doing things. So I want to share now how to finally integrate your habits in a holistic way that elevates all other areas of your life. First of all, we're going to kind of look at the flip side of those three reasons why your habits don't stick. And the first one is to get clear. What is it that you really want to achieve? How do you want to feel in your body? How do you want to feel when you wake up in the morning? How do you want to feel throughout the day? And how do you want to feel when you go to bed at night? That's number one. No one can tell you that, right? No one knows your body like you, but what it takes is time and space to gain that clarity, time and space away from all the voices, away from all the screens to tune in to source, to turn into your own soul and to breathe and just take a beat. The second thing, this is to counter the fatigue that we all experience. And that is to improve your sleep. Now, you may think, well, that's easier said than done. <laughs> um, wow, that, that's a loaded thing, right? I do have a sleep program. It's going to be migrating onto a new app I'm working on right now. Um, that's complete, oh, complete other math, masterclass. However, there are ways that you can improve your sleep that actually don't take as long as you think. And if you make that your number one focus as you want to integrate the other habits, you are going to have a much easier time of integrating the habits because you're going to be clear-headed. My beautiful mother, Tanya, you'll remember this. My beautiful mother always used to say, everything looks different in the morning. When I was having a rough day, you know, when that boy didn't call me back or if I had a tough time at school or I was even not feeling well, everything looks better in the morning. And she was so wise and it's true. Now, maybe things aren't completely fixed in the morning, but when you have some semblance of rest, things look different. Your mind is more clear. You're able to better assess the situation and think about different ways of going about things. So our rest is number one, because then everything else can build on top of that foundation. The third thing is have grace on yourself. This is not something that you will see prescribed from the doctor. This is not something you will see in a box in the supplement aisle at the grocery store. This is something that we all need to embrace. And as we release that perfectionism and instead embrace the fact that we are miraculous beings walking this earth, we can have much more compassion as we're starting something new. So that's the third thing. And it's something I think we need to take into all areas of our life. And of course, once we have grace on ourselves, it's so much easier for us to have grace on the people that we meet on a daily basis. So those are my first 
things that I wanted to share about habits. And I'd love to hear how it resonated with you. So if you want to type in the chat, like things that came up from you, stories from your youth, things that, um, that you're actually trying to implement, what are the habits that you personally would like to improve upon? And as you're doing that, I'm going to share you a brief story. Uh, I'm going to share a brief story with you. And it's one that has really shaped my work. And it's one that pivoted me into the world of self-care. Although I've been in the wellness space for 30 years and have had a very successful wellness business that is global, I wanted to get closer in a relationship with the people I was working with to help women in particular, mainly midlife women, to do just this, to create the healthy habits that are going to carry them with more purpose and power through the rest of their lives. So they feel like there's hope, there's there's a next phase of of beauty for them. And it starts with self-care. And self-care is a collection of habits and they're self-led habits as well, because they're different for all of us. And so what got me into that type of work is when my sister was diagnosed with stage four sarcoma cancer back in 2013, and she was getting treated for it. It was a very quick diagnosis after nine months of having pain in her leg. And she was in her early forties. So we thought, okay, well, this is something that will be easy to treat. No problem. They found it. Um, And so my sister being my sister who we're talking beautiful soul and yet a lot of grit. Like she was, she played women's hockey. She was like on it. And so she said, we're going to hit this thing with both barrels. So she had a very severe range of chemo. And within a short time, I had gone to see her when she came home from the hospital to just help out for a few days with herself and her small children who were two and five and her beautiful husband. And when I got home after she sent me back home saying, everything's great. We're good here. She, that very night actually was airlifted on life support to the hospital because she had gone septic and it will remain a mystery to me. Exactly. Obviously everything that happened, um, causing that a lot of questions. However, that would lead to six weeks of her being in hospital And literally within two hours of waking up and getting the messages from my frantic brother-in-law through the night, my husband, my two children who were five and seven at the time hopped in our car and we drove six hours to go be with her. And we found a place to live. Fortunately, my parents had just recently moved into a building that was like five minutes away from this hospital. Like the timing and serendipity is very interesting. It's not lost on me. And so I would go there home educating my kids, creating a safe space for them, my husband moving his work into that little apartment and spending most of my days at the hospital sitting beside my unconscious sister, talking to her, telling her, hey, we've got this and praying with her and singing to her and as though she was awake. And finally, after a few weeks, she did come off life support. And um, it was not very long though Um, until things took a turn. And of course, my optimistic spirit, I really thought she was going to brighten. And actually it was, again, serendipity. The day that um, my cousin Tanya decided, hey, I'm going to come. I'm supposed to work, but I just feel the sense that I should come today. And she came and we spent a beautiful day together and 
Then we went down for some tea in the evening as the night nurse came in. And by the time we got back to the, um, to the ICU, uh, my sister was on very low oxygen and within not very long she passed. And so literally I was holding my sister and Tanya was holding me. What was so pivotal about that was that everything came back to, we really need to tune into how we're feeling. We really do. And the purpose of this masterclass is to say that that was my story in what really woke me up to, wow, how are we so disconnected from ourselves that these things happen? And it just got me into that quest of wanting to serve in a deeper way. And so from that time, it took me some time to kind of get my bearings again, but I came back into my work with a lot more zest for wanting to create a beautiful space for women to thrive. And so how does this integrate into the whole conversation about habits? The only way that I could have been carried through that time, like definitely my faith was number one, but it was my habits. Fortunately, I had some habits, just very basic ones set up in advance that were just natural to me. They carried me through that time of holding things together from my little ones, my parents, my husband, my sister, my brother-in-law, and holding that space. I just felt like I, I just wanted to, you know, and um, I would get up every morning, have my lemon water, and then I would go on a beautiful walk along the Rideau River in Ottawa. And every day I did that, it filled me up to be able to go and handle the rest of the day and to show up in a way that was in my heart, hopefully a blessing. Our habits, they form so much of our life and it can be different for all of us what those habits are. But I'd love to hear what landed for you in this. And yes, Hilda, you said perfectionism and comparison definitely resonates. Yeah, it, it is. Um, it's epidemic. And I think it's because of how patriarchy has, has led us, right? We've been in this patriarchy conversation for a while, many of us, and we can change it. I'm grateful that through that process and with my boys, they were able to, to witness that they don't have much of a recollection about that time, but they've always been very involved in our home that, you know, the caretaking of our family while I love to nurture and I'd love to be there for my family, we're all there for each other. We share the load and they each all have their daily rituals that support them so they can show up in their best way as well as hopefully very centered young men. What I wanted to share with you as we're nearing the end of this is that again, the, the way to really clear space to create a place for your habits to land and to really be part of your life is to allow your intuition to guide you and to have moments throughout the day to tune into yourself where nothing else is crowding out that time. That may even be your very first habit, just having a moment alone, whether you have to like hide in a closet or be in a hotel room, Hilda, <laughs> like just, I'm checking into a hotel. Like that's awesome. Right. And also my journal has been a really great ally through the process because it's where I clarify things. We all process differently. My hope is that you will experience the same thing. And what I am doing, what I really had a beautiful intuitive hit about was I have created the 30-day grounding habits experience. And 
it happened while I was outdoor outdoors, like barefoot on the grass. They call that earthing or grounding. And it's something that I've really gotten into this season. And I have felt so many beautiful benefits from it. I felt my skin is improving, believe it or not. Like it just feels like there's more of a glow and a tightness to it. I'm sleeping better. My hormones have started to get more fluid because being midlife, I've had some you know, episodes with my hormones. And I think many of us too. And so I will tell you why research from the Earthing Institute, and you can find this at earthinginstitute.net, reveals that earthing or grounding, as it's often called, connects you to this overlooked natural energy of the earth that nurtures and balances your body at the deepest levels, draining it of inflammation, pain, stress, and fatigue. It helps improve sleep, speeds healing and recovery, and boosts physical performance. And earthing is accessible to all of us as long as we can walk barefoot or sit barefoot outdoors on the ground like we can do this. And then if that's not an option for some people, like for instance, in the winter time, hello, there are certain products you can get to stand on. Like, I think they're fairly economical that you can purchase and plug in and, and they are literally plugged into the ground source, um, in your home. What I have done is I decided for this 30 day grounding habits experience, it's an opportunity for you to get quiet, gain clarity, to recalibrate your body for improved sleep to consistently integrate small shifts over a 30-day period, to provide a space for no rushing, therefore there's more benefit for you, to stop trying to do it alone because in communities, somehow we, we actually improve faster when we're doing it together, when we're accountable to each other. Um, there will be a small group participating and I'll be guiding you. So four times uh, a month, uh, for the month of July, I want to start in July 1st. So we'll have like a welcome session on July 1st. And then every Wednesday of July, I'm going to share a grounding insight, a mini, uh, a mini meditation. So these will be 15 minute sessions where hopefully you can listen while you are grounding outside. And if not, you can listen to it and then, you know, think about what you experienced when you're able to get outside onto the grass. There will be daily mantras for each of those 30 days to keep you on track. There'll be a community thread and everyday celebrations of how things are going. Like, Hey, I did it today. I did my grounding. And there's also going to be a template for you to design your own visualization of what you would love your life to look like in the next year, two years, three years, whatever it is that you choose. It's something that I do when I'm grounding in the morning. I'll tell you my little, my morning ritual is I get up, I actually spend a little time on my rebounder and then I go out to so it's a little trampoline. Then I go out to the grass and I have my lemon water and I'm standing on the grass and sometimes I'm bundled up in a blanket. Sometimes I'm in a tank top, depending on the day in Canada. And I journal a few things I'm grateful for when I'm working on for that day. And then I just visualize my whole body healing and then prayers for the day and prayers for my loves and all the people who come in my path and prayers for the world. And then I do a six minute meditation. Like it's a, a visualization that I recorded for myself. And so all of that fits into less than 15 minutes. Some days I might go longer if I feel like, oh, I've just got a lot to work through with me and the creator, you know, 15 minutes. It's amazing what you can do when you have a lot going on. So we're going to start July 1st. 
The price for this experience when it fully launches on my app is going to be $1,333. But right now it's on pre-sale for $222 because it's in beta testing. It's a beautiful opportunity for me to be in community with the people I'm working with, because for those who work one-on-one with me, I only have limited spots. So to work with me is a significant amount more money. So this is a way for me to create an accessible space, but also to have a community thread that you can participate in and really hold each other accountable and celebrate each other. And of course, all of this is going to be available in a replay format. So you can do this 30-day exercise as often as you like. When it is in the app, you will have it. So I do have a link I'll just drop in for you. If it's something that sounds like you'd like to do, we can also talk about it as well. If you have more questions and certainly drop any questions that you have in the chat. And yes, you're right. Following intuition is key. We all we all need to do that. So, okay, the link is in there. Again, I started building this beautiful native app and it needs to go through a whole uh, approval process and everything. So it's in beta mode right now. And I keep thinking, oh, I'm going to add this. I'm going to add that. And so part of my whole experience is doing a beta test on some of my programs. So this one just felt so good to be able to share. So the nice thing about it is any of your feedback gets to get implemented into the app as well. If you have any questions, you can type them in the chat. Otherwise, you can message me. I said this would be a mini masterclass, so I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I'm so grateful you were here. The question to leave you with is, how do you want to feel in your body? And what is one small thing you can do to help tune into it? And I invite you into the grounding experience to do so. With me or not, it's available to you. So I'm so grateful that you are here today. I so appreciate you. Thank you so much for being here with me on the Connect Podcast. If you like this episode, please share it with someone you think would enjoy it. Also, if you head over to iTunes to leave a review, I'd be so grateful. Let us know what your favorite parts were and what you'd like to hear more of. It will help us have a greater impact, elevating many more people to grow and succeed together. See you next time.